Hey, it's another episode of The Pod. Um, we have our good friend Jason McBanwa back with us. This is part two of the conversation we had with him last week. It is in the format of the 10. That means I bring up five random things. He brings up five random things. It's a joyride, um, as it always is with JMag, and uh, I hope that you guys enjoy it. Just for context, though, as you're listening to this, we recorded this about a week ago. It was the night before... Serena Williams played Naomi Osaka in uh, the semifinals of the Australian Open. So that was a that match was a win-win and a lose-lose situation for uh, I guess tennis fans like myself, who are both fans of Serena and uh, Naomi. Spoiler alert: um, Serena is one of the ten. We'll talk about her in a little bit with Jason. But you know, um, I guess I was hoping that I knew I was going to have to preface. Uh, the entire episode with something about Serena, depending on what the Australian Open would uh, result uh, into. And I was hoping uh, it it would result into another Grand Slam title for, for Serena Williams. But um, no, number 24 is going to have to wait. But, um, you know, I just I just wanted to, to start off by saying, uh, and I guess reiterating what I will say later on in the episode, Serena's the absolute goat if you guys want to throw numbers around if you guys want to talk legacies if you guys want to talk about continuing to win and dominate years and years and decades into their career i mean you don't have to look no further um than one miss serena jamika williams 85 percent win percentage 85 percent of the time she wins you understand what that means that means that means more than four out of every Five times you watch her play, she's probably most likely going to win. She is the absolute best, and I can't wait for her to get to number 24. All right, all that being said, here's the 10 with Jason McBanwa. This is the Call to Arms podcast, recorded as usual from the Gatorade studio, made possible by the amigo Toby from HR. He produces this whole thing. Original art is by Alan Martin, and original theme music is Tropical Vikings. That's a song courtesy of Careless Music Manila. Shout out King Wow. Shout out Brett Jackson. Jason McBanwa is on the pod once again. The 10 is coming right at you. My name is Nico Ramos, and this is the Call to Arms podcast. Something going on around the islands. Money flowing wherever I've been promised. Just another backing in the tropics. Taking over, trying to stop this novice. Make it killing. I'm finna conquer. I'm a dreamer. The floor is lava. Something going on around the islands. Straight fire when we vibing, promise. All right. Okay, let's get to the 10. Um, I have five things. You have five things. You seem extremely excited for these five things. Um, and I have no idea what they are. You have no idea what they are. I have no idea. Yes, yes. Um, so uh, I did a review of the couple of past podcasts that you had. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's very, it's like, yeah, whoa, it's, where, did it, that, where did that come from? Where did yeah. that? And that's, it might, that makes it tough, huh? Yeah, no, it's it's anything. It's anything. All right. Okay, number one. Can I, can I start and then we'll alternate? Go ahead. Um, the 10 uh, we're, we're taping this February 17th in the evening uh, number one on my list is Draymond Green who completely completely unleashed on the NBA as a company the NBA owners at large the way the media the way us fans um, have seen have been vilifying and have been framing certain superstars or basketball players with regards to their personal desires to move teams while at the same time you know pointing out the juxtaposition between well if Anthony Davis says he wants out of New Orleans he gets painted as this quitter they boo him uh, he gets fined a hundred grand in the meantime, the Cavs here are openly shopping Andre Drummond and benching him to prevent him from getting injured and preserving his, I'm sorry to say it, but his resale value. Um, and the Pistons are doing the same thing with Blake. And he's like, that's okay. And I, I watched the whole thing. I'm not sure what your views are, but I watched the whole thing multiple times. I could not, and I tried to find, but I could not find one lie that was spoken by Mr. Green. The guy obliterated the NBA. Yeah, I think it, 
I love how Draymond is very outspoken and he's not he's rich enough to uh to uh shoulder the fine, huh? That's oh, yeah, that's no, yeah. a lot of balls. I guess yeah. in a sense Blake Blake and Andre Drummond are sending him a text. I know, like, no, I know. I, I got you. I got you. And in in a sense, no, yung yung play niya, the, his play on court, it's just who he freaking really is off the court. I'm going to tell it how it is. I don't care if you I hurt your feelings, but this is I'm going to lay down the law and this is what I feel. And that was unprompted, right? Yeah, no, no like, question. He was just where, like, oh, where, where, the, where the hell did this come from? They came from a win. Um, yeah, of course, uh, he uh, did a bit of a... Uh, he uh, shouted out James Harden a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, right? Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. It's uh, because It's funny because James Harden is... In his time in Houston, you could really count the number of tweets, Instagram posts the whole time he was there. He was very off the grid right. in terms of social media. But now he's like, hey, I'm Brooklyn. I'm everything perfect. And I'm kind of weird because he retweeted um, He regrammed Raymond in the in his stories. And that was uh, like, okay. it's a business, man. It's it, it's a business. It's, um, it's a business. And, um, and for everyone who says, but NBA players are getting paid millions of dollars to play a game. Look, that's true. But in the immortal words of Mr. Jalen Rose, you deserve whatever it is you have the leverage to negotiate. That's the market. That's the that's the Correct. market that they play in. It's not their fault that they're receiving 40 million a Who's year, 35 no? million a year, right? It's not Yes, yes. Right. Remember remember the uh before the Sixers run, remember the deal that Tobias Harris uh, got? It's like everybody was bagging on him because he wasn't performing as a uh, as a max player. But that's not his fault because it was the contract that was given to him by the Sixers. So, yeah. And again, at the end of the day, even though they're paid so much money, I guess they're allowed feelings as well. They are, they are human and, after all at the end of the day. Outside of maybe LeBron James, who's going to cross a billion soon, there is... There's NBA player rich, and then there's NBA owner rich. Yes, yes. And that, I guess, tells you what you need to know uh, about why the rules are different. So that's my number one on the 10. Um, what's number two? Number two comes from you. What do you have on your list? Okay, let's get this out of the way. Let's talk Brooklyn Nets, right? Let's talk yes. Brooklyn Nets. Yes, of course we are going to talk Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> it, it, it's funny uh, because... Um, you, you know that I am an eight-year Rockets fan, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I hated the way that it went down in Houston. I hated the way that... Uh, so I'm, I'm not an apologist for James Harden. I did not like the way he conducted himself the, f- the last few weeks in Houston. Like he said, he did what he... Uh, there was this Rachel Nichols uh, uh, interview, right? right. But... I, I didn't watch that because I know it's spin. It's damage control. It's spin. I know my boy well enough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's. Uh, I didn't like the way what went down when he was about the, the last few weeks in uh, in Houston. Um, so I kind of distanced myself from. I, I was not that excited when he uh, was acquired by the Nets. So they go, hey, new team, new environment. Okay, right? Because I guess in a way I really wanted to him. As, as a James Harden fan, to get a ring in Houston, which never, which never happened, and it, it was pretty, it was like, uh, like really, I would watch all the games. I was there in San Francisco when they lost Game Seven, WCF. Ouch. I was there. I, 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 I was at work, but I was uh, uh, Twitter watching, a uh, scoreboard watching. It's like, and after that, fuck, I don't want to shoot anymore. <laughs> it's like Game Seven because <laughs> I, I was there Game Five. I was re- already in Seattle Game Five, and they won. And then I think game six, they lost. So that was like, I was really down bad. I was really down bad. And of course, the streets of San Francisco, the Bay Area was rejoicing. And I really wish he could have, he could have done uh, the impossible, beating the Warriors back then. But it is what it is. I told you I dislike what, what Barkley and Shaq are doing in NBA TV live, the show, right? Because... They're propagating a ring culture. They're propagating right. like a, the, the greatness of a player can only be measured by the amount of championships that uh, that he wins. And I guess this 
this gets to players, right? And this is what drives people to uh, uh, to form super teams. Another point is uh, tangent to that is the way the older spokespersons or the commentators of NBA, uh, the analysts, they look down on the modern NBA of the current roster of players, right? They they don't, man, they don't build the players up. They don't build the game up. They they, they bring him down. Remember the Donovan Mitchell thing recently? <laughs> yeah, yeah, with Shaq. That, that was yeah. bad form, man. And I'm just, I don't watch football too much uh, at all, but I I always see in Twitter that this is how the NBA should do things because whether it's like an all-time legend or great commentating on the game, it's always about the play. It's always about bringing um, uh, players up. Right, rather than dragging them down. So, yeah. It, it, after a while, it it gets it gets, uh, gets tiring. No, there's there's too many people who are paid to cover the NBA that don't like the NBA. Um, <laughs> is the blunt truth of it because they don't look. You don't have to enjoy the way the game is being played now because it is so obviously different from how the game was played as early as maybe 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Like, if you watch the 2010 Celtics-Lakers finals, that's 11 years ago. It's a completely different game. Mid-range galore. Yeah, I know. Post up 78, 82. We're passing it to Andrew Bynum again. Um, (laughs) But, you know, and you don't have to like how it's being played now. Correct. But I feel like you have a responsibility as someone who is employed and on TV and you're influencing because they are incredibly influential. And the the push and pull, the gift and curse with Inside the NBA with that show is... Ah, that's the show, yeah. They're incredibly entertaining, right? <sighs> I mean, takes aside, takes aside, Ernie Johnson is the oh, absolute best at correct. Like, what it is that he does. So they're entertaining. So they're going to capture an audience. Now that you have that audience, if you're just gonna like talk shit about every single player that you didn't play with, like then that informs and that influences people's opinion of the game. And now you have all of these people on on Twitter and on Instagram calling anyone who's playing in the NBA garbage. And I'm like, are you are you serious? Like, have you seen Devin Booker play Correct. basketball? Correct. And what De- Devin Booker is what. Barely in what the top twenty-five yes. best players in the NBA right now. Devin Booker, you see how good Devin Booker is. You see Jam- Jamal Murray is having a quote-unquote down year. You know how good uh, Jamal Murray is at basketball. Nico, I I love your point. No, you said that uh, they are entertaining because it, in the early stages of my fanhood, that's exactly how I felt. Like these these people are fun and they're nice and they're funny. But then when you need a deeper understanding of the game. And you need a d- deeper understanding of how, like what's happening. It's it's not the place to it's not the place to to be at, or or it's not the show to watch. And that's why, as an NBA fan, as a basketball fan, I want to like I want to learn somewhere else because you're not giving it to me. And right. th- that's a disservice. It's a disservice to the NBA and to the players. The are, fans are smart. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so yeah, going back to the Brooklyn Nets, I am okay. Brooklyn I am, Nets. I'm tempering my expectations. Uh, because I have known heartbreak for so long, right? This, this that's a fr- that's a phrase that only people with lofty expectations say. <laughs> because if you if you know and expect your team to be bad, you're not tempering any expectations. Yeah, I guess. So, I guess. Oh, oh, dude, dude, only the people with lofty expectations dude, have the KD, luxury to say. Kyrie and James, come on! It's Katie, Kyrie, and James. How can you not have loft yet? But as I said, I have been, my heart has been shattered in so many different ways, in so many different seasons from the time that Lillard <laughs> <laughs> took that point Shout out Chandler Parsons. Second shot. First round with Dwight. That was, I don't know, maybe that was 2014. Uh, it's like, <laughs> like okay. Is how it's gonna be. Let's see what's gonna happen next year. You've seen James get carried by Josh Smith and, and oh, Corey oh, Brewer. Yep, yep. And uh, but now uh, it's a different Harden. I'm seeing. It's good. It's good. I kind of uh, I kind of miss the explosions. But uh, today was an outlier, I guess, because uh, he did pretty well. 
but I, he's an assist man. He's the point guard, and I I try to follow the games as much as I can. Still on League Pass, of course. Shout out to our friends over at the NBA Asia. Thank you, League Pass. League Pass is the best thing. Yeah. Best investment anyone could make. Um, so, yeah, let's see what's going to happen. Uh, I don't know who's going to come out of the East. The Sixers look good. But, hey, you know what, man? Being in the East, being in the East is like, oh, we can handle these teams. <laughs> Okay, this is how so this is how LeBron felt all those years in Cleveland and yeah. Miami. It's like you don't have to go through Utah, Denver, especially this year. Utah, Denver, what a gauntlet, man! And the Clippers are so under the radar right now. Yeah, and, yeah. and they're winning and, a bunch. And 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 by the way, D- D- Damian Lillard still playing basketball in Portland, right, man? And that's like. <laughs> and then the eight seed and the eight seed in the east is uh the heat or charlotte or like or uh, orlando <laughs> as they've been the last then, three yes years. yes so uh that makes things interesting uh i don't know man like ball is life ball is life i'm telling you when, when during weddings like the past years the past eight years like I'd be i'd be tucked in a corner i'll be in the bride preps early but i'll be with my league pass, just checking on the score. Of course, still doing my work, of course, but man, basketball is so much joy and so much pain. But yeah, man, Brooklyn Nets, uh, man, beds to it. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll say this. I'll say this. And I'm not sure if you're going to abandon the rest of the 10 after I say this. Um, but I have, I have two Kevin Durant photos hanging in this very room. I think that Kevin Durant is just without question like the greatest scorer we've seen um just just as like a pure unique scorer in in the NBA um and I think that Kyrie Irving lord bless Kyrie Irving um you know I I hope that people spend a little bit more effort in trying to understand the man and not just the athlete. He's incredibly, he's incredibly good he's, at playing basketball. He's here's here's crazy here's stupid. my here's my in depth analysis of Kyrie Irving. He's really he's really insanely unnecessarily good at basketball. I think the Brooklyn Nets make the finals. Um, I'll I'll say it because you don't want to jinx them, but they're incredibly fun. They're one of my favorite teams to watch. And and uh, and and the Brooklyn Nets. I I always love it when there's a super team. Um, but eventually, not everyone can be super. But there's a couple of role guys that find themselves playing 30 minutes a game. Um, so TLC, Luwalu uh, <laughs> Cabarro is is one of my favorite players in the league right now because he's just out there doing the dirty work. And uh, shout out Joe Harris. I think I think your nets are I think your nets are gonna be fine. Dude, Tyler Johnson, it. man, baller. <laughs> Tyler Johnson with a fro. No, no, it's it's way too early. It's way too way early, too early. Yeah, way too early with, with COVID. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I hope the Nets make the finals. I hope that, uh, KD gets a shot. You hope the Lakers make the finals? I hope the Lakers make the finals. That's going to be a good series. And if the Lakers, even if the Lakers lose, uh, in the finals, um, to, to, to the Brooklyn Nets, I just hope everyone's healthy and then just let them shoot it out, man. I mean, just, just give me KD and LeBron one more time. I know those were short series before in the finals, but don't act like every single time there was a game on, we were we were just completely invested in KD, LeBron going at it, and um, it should be fun. All right, that's that's a lot of time on 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 your Brooklyn Nets. Uh, all right, here's here's my number two again. Recording this February seventeen, it is almost ten p.m. Uh, Rafa Nadal just just lost to Sissipas in in. Um, the Australian Open. Obviously, the wife is a tennis authority in in the home, um, but uh, Serena Williams is um, number one with a bullet um, for me of of all tennis athletes, and probably she's she's. I think she's my number one athlete, just in terms mm-hmm. of just like favorite athletes to watch, um, continuously, consistently be great. There's athletes that are good a lot of the time, are sometimes great, or are great a lot of the time, but sometimes good. Serena Williams, through, I'm not going to run off her resume, but through the decades and decades that she's been playing, I'm just upset that 
congrats to Tom Brady who who won oh, yeah. uh, an yeah. NFL Super Bowl at age 55. Um, congratulations to him. Congratulations to my boy, the Laker, LeBron James, for doing at year 18 what no one else has done. 36, at year right? 36 years old, man. 36 and is often the most athletic, the most physically imposing player on the court at age 36. That's that's hard to do. But anytime we talk about them and anytime we talk about goats and anytime we talk about Brady has seven rings, Jordan has six, who's the best athlete ever, may I just remind you that Madame Serena Williams won a Grand Slam while she was two months pregnant. A sensitive pregnancy at that, she later <laughs> found out. And then she gave birth and completely won the whole motherhood game also because her daughter Olympia is apparently just the cutest child in the history of mankind. <laughs> and now she's back at it with a fly outfit with, I don't know how <clears throat> you know the, the compression thing works, but it's like the best outfit that I've seen in tennis in years. And all I'm saying is put some respect on, on Serena Williams's name. And, um, and yeah, I mean, you know, um, if, if, if not, and if you're not a big tennis fan, then it's okay. That's fine. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you far and away, far and away, clear cut without question, the best tennis athlete of our life with all due respect to Mr. Roger Federer, who's amazing as well, but just the sheer dominance in the women's side of it. For, for Serena Williams. No one's dominated her side of... Uh, no one's dominated their side of a sport as much as Serena has these last few decades. And uh, we should respect that more. And she has the best Nike ads. <laughs> she does. She does. <laughs> Love those ads. She does. She does. All right. Okay. So that's number three on, on my list. You have number four. All right. Number four for me is... I Miss Movie Houses. Oh, that's my... I miss movie houses. I heard that you were talking about Godzilla. Uh, yes, are you yeah, ready? Yeah, to yeah. About King last Kong time, Godzilla? right? Yeah. Okay. Can I ask? Can I answer one um, one question that you had there that left was left unanswered? Oh, is it why King Kong grew an extra hundred feet? I believe that he was still a teenager in ah, Skull Island. I see. I see. <laughs> no, because Skull Island was in the eighties. And the amigo uh, is is the King Kong expert here. Yeah, was That's a few I, decades. Yeah, I read past, that somewhere. Right? <laughs> anyway, so I'm gonna say that um, whenever I get interviewed by an artsy interviewer or publication, I always say my uh, favorite directors are Michelle Gondry, Wong Kar Wai, and maybe Christopher, oh, wow. maybe Christopher Nolan. But really, at heart, at heart. I am a summer blockbuster movie kind of fellow, right? Yes. So I miss going to the movie house. I miss um, uh, because cinema really is a communal experience. And that's what I miss sorely about uh, like the movie houses being closed right now. I miss summer blockbusters. I miss the event that is the Marvel movies. I miss right. like like... I remember watching Pacific Rim for the very first time or even Jurassic Park for the very first time when I was like, you know, very young. So in no way am I saying that the movie houses should be open right now and should be like uh, patrons should be allowed. No, definitely not. I just, I just miss it. I just miss, I don't, I'm not even a big eater. I'm that kind of, a, I'm, not, I'm that kind of a, a movie goer. I don't like popcorn too much. Cause I don't want green. Oh. I don't want grease on my hands, and I want oh, full. Wow. I want full attention to what is being screened in front of me, and I miss the cinema. That's my number three or two. No, the 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 wife asked me um, if she said COVID goes away tomorrow. What's the what's the first thing we'll do? And I said, let's go watch a movie. <laughs> Extra large. Cheese popcorn, extra cheese. I want my hands greasy. I I'm halfway through that thing during trailers. Yes, yes. And 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 giant drink. Um, and then just an extra Jamaican patty in my pocket <laughs> that I sneaked in just in case the movie's a little longer than I thought. But I'm, it's I'm it's with funny, you Nico, because uh, one of the when you when you talked about Godzilla, like the last episode, it's like because. I guess I watched the the trailer the same time as you did. It's like right, man. This is gonna be so great on the big screen, but right. 
Like I'm upset that I'm upset that I watched Tenet at home. And granted, I watched Tenet and then I made sure that Tenet had subtitles. So even with subtitles and the kind of like weird funky audio that Nolan did with it, I still kind of didn't necessarily fully understand what Tenet is. I'll probably have to watch it 15 more times before I get it. But and I know that had I seen it in the in the big screen, that it might have been a little bit more difficult to just actually comprehend the words that they were saying. But I'm still like, man, this is a summer movie. That sa scene ko to And then, oh grave, oh nga, oh nga. That needs uh, several several watches then, no? <laughs> I, I I don't understand anything that happened. I just know that I liked it, and I just know that it it, it was fun. And uh, Denzel's kid is a movie star. Um, is is my general takeaway from that. Um, <clears throat> related to that is number five on on our list. Since we're talking movies, it's finally happening. I'm not as attached to this. And I haven't been following this so much. Um, I guess that's not a. Uh, I guess that's a pretty common. Uh, I guess disposition towards this. But the Justice League Snyder cut is finally happening. It's four hours long. Um, and again, I saw I saw Justice League, and like many people, I was like, "Huh, huh, really? Hmm. Okay." All this right. kills me, Nico. This kills me. <laughs> All right, I'm a, now, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a DC fan. Eh? Now, now I know this about you, which is why I brought it up. So I I know I know that you're you're a big big DC guy. <clears throat> is this exciting? Is is the Snyder cut something as a filmmaker? As a DC uh, fan, as as someone who loves to storytell as much as you do, is this appealing, exciting, unnecessary? What are influence okay. me here? What are our thoughts on the Snyder? Okay, cut? number one, I believe it's going to be released in HBO Max, which we don't have. Am I correct? Right. I don't have right. HBO right now, so <clears throat> I'm on. I have the f- HBO Go, Go yeah. which I'm not sure will have access to the movie. So, so I'm on the fence whether I'm going to watch it torrented or not. Right. Because it's a it's a moral thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a moral yeah, no, thing, right? I mean, I haven't watched any episode of The Mandalorian, right? But I am this close. I am this close to watching WandaVision. Oh, <laughs> right. All right. Okay. So let's. Okay. All right. So let's talk about that when I get to watch it. Yes, I will. Yes, because I'm I'm everything Superman. I am everything Superman. Uh, Clark Kent, Christopher Reeve from way back, uh, Brandon Ruth, like I am Ooh. all Superman, and it's just like <sighs> it's, it it it, it uh, brings me back to my childhood, right? Right. I am gonna watch it, no matter how dark it is. I I my kids bag on me because they feel really like like the Justice League is the worst movie ever, but it's like it's not too bad. I mean, it's not the Avengers. <laughs> is 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 the is the acceptable for me that's a fair assessment of it it's not a ter- it's not a garbage movie it's just that it the has effects to compete. are garbage the most the mustache is garbage but yep i will i will give it a chance i will watch it i'll try to see whatever legal means i can i can do to watch it if not you know i'll torrent it Right. Or watch okay. it through so, other means. That's it. So this, so so that now tempers, I guess, my excitement with with the Snyder cut. All right. Okay, <laughs> we are number six on the list. What do you have? Okay, a bit more serious, right? Personally, I am always on the fence. Okay, and I'm always I'm always torn about the use of social media and its consumption. Like as Ooh. like as an influencer, as a person who is paid to post stuff. But also as a person who is mindful enough to know that not everything is real in social media, uh, I'm all, I'm always torn about this, uh, and I'm just happy that my kids aren't on Facebook too much or Instagram too much, right? I'm happy about that because they're they're level-headed and they know that it's not it's only fifty percent true. But right. their dad is so much more into social media that it's always a struggle because I'm the kind of person who don't who who doesn't want to wake up in the morning and the first thing that that person does is check for likes, notifications, DMs and like uh watch hours or hits, whatever, whatever right. me- whatever metric there is, the new metric there is. So I'm always torn about that and 
I want people to know that it's always a delicate balance and that, you know, not everything you see on social media is the, the truth, right? It's always a half truth. And don't if get caught that. up. Yeah. Don't get caught up in 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 likes, in 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 thumbs ups, in hearts, because that's I mean, these the social social media is there as scientifically proven to just make itself addictive. Right. right. Like just to do just li- that little dose of serotonin and happy, happy hormones when you see a like. And I want people, our listeners, the people's pod, right? Be mindful podcast. Yeah, be mindful of that, guys. So I'm that's what I want to remind guys. I, I, I tell Toby this all the time. I greatly appreciate and I welcome the financial rewards of being paid to post something. Just just saying it is ridiculous. It's amazing, yeah. man. It is amazing. <laughs> it's it's amazing. It, it doesn't it doesn't go without any appreciation from my end. I completely 1000% appreciate it. But I went through this phase on Instagram and every now and then I kind of go back to that phase because similar to you I'm equally tormented about it, I feel. That I feel like my relationship with Instagram is the Marshawn Lynch moment when he goes to the press and says i'm only here so i don't get fined (laughs) where marshawn talks to the media for financial reasons and sometimes i find myself going on instagram going like oh you know okay like i'm here because i need to check it for work um, because of the nature of 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 my day job or the nature of maintaining this podcast and stuff like that or i have a partnership or a campaign with a certain brand or whatever that's supporting me and i'm supporting them and i'm there and i'm like hmm, am i really you know as engaged with sharing pieces of my life the way i used to be i don't think so um which is which is kind of what I feel about about Instagram, just to layer on top of of what you said. Although I am forever thankful for NBA Twitter. Um, as... oh, that's life, man. I can <laughs> I, like take out all the social media. Leave me, leave me my uh, uh, my Kendrick Perkins burner account. Yes. <laughs> Le- let me follow Josiah Johnson, who's the best meme guy on NBA Twitter. Yes, Josiah. Famous Los. Yes, yes, Famous Los. Famous <laughs> Los. Yeah. I'm not sure if we canceled Max is Nice, um, but I can. I, I think I can live without him. We just had Count on Vic on the podcast, um, who's, who's one of the people of, of NBA Twitter as well. Um, and then this happened. And then this happened. I tried to fight it for a bit because I don't dance and I don't do like the dance things. TikTok, the, fu- yeah. <laughs> the funny people, the ridiculously hilarious people and incredibly intelligent and talented people have found TikTok. And if you're an old guy like me who used to think, ah, oh, that's just where kids dance. No, 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 no. I lose hours on TikTok now. Oh, man. <laughs> because of all the jokes and all the okay. memes. Loka. I gotta follow who you follow. I, I don't, don't follow don't... anyone. No, oh, that's the thing okay, about TikTok. Okay. I made an account. I think I follow like two or three people who were showing like iPhone fo- photography hacks. It was <laughs> yes, a Japanese yes. guy that was like showing like, don't take a photo, take a panoramic photo, but go upwards. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty clever. I follow those guys. And then I, I found one funny video and then I liked it. And then it's all this mind reading algorithm things, right? Which I don't know what I feel about. But anyway... It's filled now my I guess my explore side on yes, TikTok which yes. is all the all, just all the funny stuff Shit, just man. like all the I jokes know, that's I a whole I don't want to I don't want to do it but it's, I'm no, trying yeah, to do it, it, it it's it, it's I'm going to send you a couple I'm going to send you a couple just to taste okay just, and then let's let, dip dip your toes in the okay. water a little bit and if it's not for you it's not for you okay and then let the algorithm take over huh? Yes, but yes, I know what you're yes. saying because my wife has TikTok it said like watch this and it's like all I'm doing the whole afternoon is like Hundred percent, hundred percent. My sister, my sister-in-law, who who visits us and kind of like stays here for like weeks, like a week at a time. And my brother-in-law, you've met them, Eli and Elijah. They're both young, so they're both just always just sending me memes and stuff on TikTok. I'm sucked in. I'm sucked in. Seventy-five, eight, 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 eight,
You fuel us, we fuel you. Gatorade studies the best athletes to create the most advanced sports fuel with fluids, electrolytes, and carbohydrates. So you can play your best. Nothing beats Gatorade. Hey, we'll jump right back uh, to our list in just a second. In the meantime, as you guys probably have caught on by now, every episode we have ourselves a side hustle sponsor. That means they do absolutely nothing. Nothing. They pay us zero pesos. A total of zero pesos has been paid to the podcast for them to be the sponsor and for me to invite you guys to support them. All you got to do is let us know what your business is. If you guys are at a pandemic business, a side hustle that's keeping you guys busy and afloat during this pandemic, let us know what it is and we'll give you prime placement on the pod. Our side hustle sponsor for this episode of the podcast is goodgrains.ph. That's goodgrains.ph on Instagram. Um, they sell grains, believe it or not, brown rice, white rice, um, original grains from Oriental Mindoro, um, red rice, I'm assuming white rice, all, all, all kinds of, of the good stuff, right? I told you, I don't know anything about them except that they exist and... I do minimal research, and it looks like the reviews are good. Follow them at goodgrains.ph. Shout out to them. All right. Okay. Back to the podcast. Back to the 10 with Jason McBanwa. All right. Okay. Number seven on <laughs> number seven on the list. Um, not sure. I, I, I like to really think that I know you pretty well. This is a pretty divisive um, uh, item on my list. I'm not sure how you feel about it. Um, now, I, I won't take it against you if you feel opposite from, from me. What I will say is that I haven't been this excited in a long time with regards to anything music. In a long time, I haven't necessarily been kind of like, you know, really this excited. Well, that's not true. I was super excited about the last Kid Cudi album and how I am releasing music. But Taylor Swift is re-recording and re-releasing the Fearless album. 1987? <laughs> Mr. Magbanwa, what do you feel about this? Dude, okay. All right. I'm a convert. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. I'm a convert. Okay. This, okay. Got, this got interesting. All right. Pandemic lockdown. Oh, right? that recent of a convert. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, okay, pop music. It's fine. I hear sure. singles and that's it. Boom. Folklore. Oh. Boom. Folklore. It's like, what is this magic? What is this magic? <laughs> Taylor, Army, go! That's amazing. It is amazing. I have a I have a rich history with with female fronted bands or you know uh, like okay. like singers in general. Um, Tori Amos, Garbage, uh, Elastica, like like from the nineties. Okay. Like, I love it. Cardigans, it, right? You have a no doubt phase. Of course, of course. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Fiona Apple. Right. Uh, I love Lord. I love Lord. Like, oh Lord, uh, yeah. Lord's Lord's a Lord's a sneaky, Lord's a sneaky f- first team All NBA. Yes, if she chose yes, to just be a prolific yes. musician. Correct. And then I I like really. I kid you not. I kid you not. Number one, if I lay. Is the, right. the is the folklore uh-huh. album, uh, and um, I've I've been into her since. I, I watched the um, love story re-recorded, the re-recorded mm-hmm. music video with the fans on YouTube, right? Because right. she is re-recording most of her music because I believe it has to do with music rights. She doesn't yeah. own the rights to the recording, right? Uh, of uh, for the old song, so she's re-recording it and taking it back. Yo, girl power. Yeah, no, I, I, I love it. Um, see, I, I to this day will will stand on this hill and die on this hill, and I think that 1989, not because that's the year I was 89. born, but I think that 1989 is one of the greatest albums in my lifetime. Right. And if you feel differently, that's fine. That's okay. And if there's if there's an album out there that you love and I haven't heard of, that's okay also. I'll give it a shot and then maybe I'll like it. But I always thought 1989 was just like this incredible, incredible album, right? 2014. I love every single track on that song. And that just continued my just my love for, for Taylor Swift as a musician. And then, you know, 
Reputation came out and then Lover came out a couple of years later. And I was like, okay. Okay lang. Steady lang. Um, so when rumors of Evermore were about to come out, because I skipped on Folklore. You I did? Just kind of listened, okay. I kind of listened to it casually, but didn't give it the time. I didn't turn off the lights, light a candle, and then just sat there and listened to it, which is what you have to do, right? Which I did. Yeah, which you did, which I'm sure you did. We were moving houses, and yes, my, yes. My, my, my brother, who I was just talking to, and my brother is a musician, he plays the guitar. Um, I told him, Sabiko, oh, see, Taylor's gonna come out with this new album because I was opening his eyes because we were talking about Hayam and you know, we, 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 both, we both really love Hayam. And the wife turned me on to Maggie Rogers. Mm, and mm. I was like, oh, you should listen to Maggie Rogers. And my brother was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like, I like her stuff. I like her stuff. And she's like, and then he said, oh, this one, this one Maggie Rogers cover uh, of a Taylor Swift song. And then he said, oh, yeah. So, sabi niya, I assume trip mo din folklore. And then I told him, huh? I haven't really listened to it. He almost stopped the car in the middle of Skyway. Because he was so upset. Oh, I, so I can like, imagine. I'd be upset. Kuya pwede ba? Kuya pwede ba? And then I listened to it, and then Evermore came out, and then now Taylor's got the, the new stuff coming. We're probably speaking to like, I'm not sure if we're speaking to everyone in our audience or three people in our audience. I, I, I'm guessing three. <laughs> Who jumped on this because it's a sports podcast and they saw Jason Magbanua is on it. And, and the name and the name of the podcast is Call to Arms. Like yeah, yeah, yo, yeah. go Taylor. So, so, I'm not. I'm not sure. All right, so that's so that's my fourth thing on my list. That's number seven. You have number eight. My number eight is also is basketball related. Uh, since uh, as I told you a while ago, and the listeners a while ago that uh, medyo ayoko na nung analysis ng uh, uh, ng uh, inside the NBA. Inside the NBA. Right, inside the NBA. I have gotten to. Uh, I've, I've scoured the internet for sources where I can find my great analysis, uh, which can be biased sometimes, but at the same time, there really deeper dives into the game, okay. into the player, etc. So I'm gonna list to you a few podcasts that I let's go uh, listen to. Let, uh, apart from arms, yeah. Okay, let's see. If compare notes, and I want to hear okay what you listen to as well, right? Because I I'm always always uh, on on the lookout for. Of course, number one. Uh, bef- they were yes. uh, basketball Jones before, and then uh, they became uh, the um, what's the name that, that they had when they were hired by hired by the NBA. That would be uh, so. It's... Basketball Jones. Now they're called no dunks. We're so old. We remember basketball Jones, but don't remember the starters. Yes, which the is starters. Yeah, that's yes, it. Right. Okay, so it just came to me right so now. Yeah. No, no dunks. I feel that uh, they're a good mix between a deep dive commentary and entertainment. So, right. Medyo hot, hot things and din minsan, no? Casual fan perspective, Correct. but at and the same time, pretty informed. Yeah, so, uh, and a bit, yeah, in, in a sense, medyo fair then. So, I, I like them. No dunks. <clears throat> okay. And then, I still like Open Floor. That's from, um, okay. I believe, SB Nation. That's hosted by right. Ben Golliver. And uh, uh, Michael V. Pina, who writes for uh, uh, GQ, and then Ben writes for Washington Post. Uh, pangatlo na yan eh. Dati sila Rob Mahoney, yung kasama ni uh, Ben Golliver. I really like that. It's a free podcast. Deep dive then, I like it. Right. Now, since I'm such a big fan of Ben Golliver, I mm-hmm. listen, my third on the list is... I don't know if you're uh, if you're subscribed to it because it, it is a paid podcast, just three dollars a month. It's greatest of all talk. Okay. Oh no no all this right. is this is news to okay, me. Okay, so greatest of all talk. It's like it's it's just it's it's two episodes in a week. It's three dollars a month, and I get my fill because of the 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 insight, the incisiveness. How the, the 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 banter of the two hosts, Ben Golliver and Andrew Sharp, I just love it. It's it's really it's a really good pod, and they've been at it for a year now. So uh, they they've been doing really well. I used to love Ringer stuff. Okay. I used to love Ringer stuff, but uh, you don't know when what happened to the Ringer. Uh, sila ng union. <laughs> Bill Simmons didn't want a, u- a union, so all the great people there. 
Umalis na. Yeah. Umalis na, no? Except for, well, I used to like mismatch Kevin O'Connor, but uh, okay lang, okay lang. Masyadong Boston, okay. eh. masyadong uh, Boston homer, eh. <laughs> Tapos, uh, para, uh, yeah. And uh, yung shtick nung isa, I forgot his name, is uh, it's it's like an old man uh, shouting at the clouds. Uh, I don't like his shtick Chris anymore. Vernon? Yeah, Chris yeah, Vernon. It's like, yeah. yeah, Grizzlies fan. Come on, come on. Okay. Yeah. And... The real ones is nice from the ringer, like right. uh, I mean, yeah. like meron tayo Raza, first, yeah, Logan like Murdoch. I like I like their tone, uh, very informed coming from a journalist and a a, a, a player from a, a a person who used to play, and they're very chill. I like it, and people of color, different perspective, very very rare yun eh, very rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to listen to Bill Simmons a lot, but then, parang, ah, cheap assists. So, ayoko. <laughs> <laughs> ayoko na. I'm out, with, I'm out uh, on Bill Simmons. Um, I, I, I will say this, because there's a lot of stuff that is either from Ringer or from <laughs> the Grantland uh, days. Those of us who are Grantland um, OGs uh, that we've taken, uh, whether we know it or not, <laughs> whether it's basketball content creators like myself or just overall consumers they really did you know this outstanding job of mixing and mashing culture and basketball and not really seeing any lines in between talking about is Kevin Durant joining the Warriors bad for the NBA and also talking about why is the season why is the final season of Game of Thrones so mm. bad um, and you could find that all in one network and you know I guess that's why we love them but as you said a lot of a lot of the people that we went to the ringer to to listen to and read including our kababayan Jason um, Is he Pinoy right? Concepcion. Okay, he's Pinoy. J- Jason yeah, he's, Concepcion. He's Pinoy. Okay. He's network, yeah. correct? Yes, okay, yes. Fantastic. I didn't yes. even know. I just like love their content. Galing, galing. Um yeah, but he's gone on and he's left and things like that. So, I I I will say this. So, um of of the stuff that you've You've pointed out obviously no dunks is 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 a great podcast. Greatest of all talk. I haven't no, I haven't subscribed. Please. I'm a cheapskate. Dude. I'm a podcast cheapskate, <laughs> but I will. I will. If you endorse it that much, then 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 I will. And and you know, obviously Ben Golver, someone we're trying to get on, on this pod because he's he's incredible at what the new song, the nuance that he has. Correct, correct. Um, Bubble ball, man. Talking about yeah, when talking about the ba- uh, basketball in general is great. Um I'm I'm a I'm a big real ones fan. Um, I I really I really like it. Um, Old man in a three, I feel is I I feel like that's really good. that's JJ Reddick's podcast. Oh, okay, um, okay. And and it's a really interesting perspective to hear from someone who's still in the NBA and who's gone through. And this isn't me sucking up because JJ confirmed on Twitter that he'd come on our podcast, but hasn't yet. Um, but he's someone who was superstar coming out of high school, went to Duke, was the king of all college basketball, I guess if you're a Duke fan, for a long time. Comes into the NBA, gets benched, right? Struggles to find his place. And then eventually becomes one of the most consistent best shooters of, of this generation. Still doesn't have a ring. Playoff streak then? Playoff streak, yeah, before last year. And now, you know, now you hear his name kind of like, is he going to get bought out? Is he going to get traded? So to hear him regularly speak um, while he's in the thick of that um, is, is really great. And I think they run just a really good, like, you know, entertaining podcast. Um Similar to what you were alluding to, Kanina, with, with Draymond Green, I really think that its personalities like Matt Barnes, who obviously does all the smoke. I know that he does stuff for ESPN, but we get the PG, Pleasantville version of Matt Barnes when he's on the jump. Okay. I think the, I think the, future, of, I think the future of NBA coverage should be personalities like Matt Barnes, Eventually, when Draymond retires, Draymond Green, just these guys who love the game, love the players playing the game, who continue to be engaged with with NBA players and are just completely honest. So he's I I, I love him on all the smoke. And lastly, my favorite podcast is the Low Post. Mm. I, think Zach that, Lowe. I think that Zach, I think that I think that Zach Low is. 
I think he's fair. I think he's. I think he's. I think he's honest. Um, and uh, I. I think he's one of the. He's one of the people who really have a good grasp of where the league is going. Nico, should I get back on the drum? It's because like I, I, love, I was I, I was consuming everything before, and then I said, "Wow, this is this is ESPN. This is <laughs> it. This is narrative. It's." It's it's the company product okay. is is what it is. Right. It's it's the it's it's the league's propaganda vehicle. Without taking anything away from the greatness of Rachel Nichols, who is I feel one of the just truly great, most talented, outstanding with words, um people working in in sports television today she's she's amazing but yun nga eh, you're getting people like Matt Barnes who I would love to hear from and I hear on all the smoke what his honest takes are and then I see the Pleasantville version of him on the jump and there's just a little bit of okay. a disconnect I'll try it again I'll try it again I play it in the shower. I play it in the shower when maybe I miss something, but you know it's yeah. Uh, oh, it's Perk screaming at something. Oh, it's okay. Uh, it's all right. Whatever. Okay. Um, second to the last thing on the list. Um, Toby's gonna love editing this. Um, this is my this is my last thing. This is my number five. Um, my second to the last thing isn't the topic. It's a question, and it's an opportunity to kind of put you on the spot here a little bit without giving specifics. Without giving any specifics whatsoever, you and I, we've probably worked between your your coverage and my hosting. We've probably worked, I'd say, easily 25 weddings together um, from way, 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 way back. Even before we were friends. We've, people who work in weddings, you just all run into each other. What for you is the craziest wedding story Without giving any specifics, without <laughs> anyone hearing this and going, God, oh, nilaglag ako ni Jason on that podcast. Um, <laughs> say as much as you can say without um, without um, violating couple videographer uh, confidentiality. <laughs> okay, nako pagtiratarong sa akin, dude. Okay, yeah. wait. <laughs> You don't have to get into the no, full no. story. You can just say what happened and say no follow-up all right, questions. All right, what happened? Like, all right, cool. Somebody got shot in the wedding. That's it. I don't want follow-up questions. <laughs> I don't want to ask. Yeah, I don't want to ask. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to explain anymore. But it freaking happened, man. It freaking happened. Uh, yep. Oh, I did not <laughs> it, that. Yes. Yes. Okay. But okay. Like right. you said, crazy. But that's, that's no, pretty it, crazy. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Let, no, enough because I don't I don't want to get shot okay. next. Yeah, moving no. moving on. Yeah. I I was I was gonna say because my thing is I was in the bridal prep in between ceremony and reception when everyone's having cocktails and then there's a small room always, right, where the couple gets ready and that's where they eat really quickly before they come out. I come in, and that's when I meet the couple. I'd never met them beforehand. I'm hosting their reception, and I just, I'm meeting them there. And then, oh, and I'm speaking to the wife, so-and-so, so-and-so. Um, the wife checks uh, Instagram because all oh, the guests are posting, so she wants to see the, the stories. Right? She checks Instagram on the husband's phone. Um, she finds something. In the room is the wife, the makeup artist, the hairdresser, um, someone who's fixing her dress, me, and now the husband has now just walked in, right? And then as the husband walks in, um, the wife asks, Sino to? Katex mo pa rin to? On the day of our wedding, throws the phone, some plates get dropped, there's a lot of screaming, I'm sitting there, nasa gitna nila ako, pero I'm on the opposite side of the door. So, hindi ako makalabas. May shrapnel na lumilipad eh. I'm in the f- line of fire. So, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, um, hi. Um, anyway, so I find an opportunity. I, I leave and I'm like, okay, this thing's canceled. Like, this thing's, 
There's there's no way they're already married. I don't know what they're gonna. There's no way they're gonna have a reception. Like this thing's canceled. I'm like I'm just looking for someone to tell me I can go home, and I'm and I'm wondering to myself, do I get paid? Do I get paid yeah. half? Do I get paid thirty percent? Isn't that a bad time to ask? Um, and then two minutes later, the bride and groom they come out. Um, obviously not happy with each other, but they've pay, they paid for this reception, so okay. they were gonna push through with the reception. And I uh, never saw people. Um, uh, fighting um, as they were walking um, into the hall as a as a husband and you know yung you know yung couple na nag-aaway pero ayaw pakita correct that's what it was that was my craziest story that was that was it for me and then obviously this is why you're the goat you took it over well, the top and I, I don't want to know any other <laughs> yes. details yeah because I've had that I've had, I've had people fighting in front of me I've had people doing cocaine I've had people's like do it like stupid, stupid drunk things, but then and, you know if somebody gets shot, that's yeah, the game. No, no, quite literally. All right, okay. All right. Um, number ten on the list is yours. Okay, this is hard for me, and I wanted to ask this question though. If given the if given the choice, talaga, because ako hindi ko rin settle sa sarili ko yan, no? uh, Chicken, pork, or beef. If you're left, if you're left <laughs> with one thing to eat for the rest of your life. I, I think I have to go with pork. Man, I have, I have to go with pork eh, because I love sinigang. I, I love wow, dinudo. Okay. I love... I, it's, I love bacon, right? I love dinuguan. It's so versatile. Eh. But beef, I'm gonna give up steak. I'm gonna give up nilaga. Right, but right. It, it's, it's... Burgers are gone. Uh, yeah, burger. I'm gonna go with pork, man. Wow! Wow! Well, this is this is this is much easier for me than it is for you because I'm chicken all the way. Chicken all the way, man. And if I never, and if I wasn't married, um, I would be eating chicken every meal, every day, and God bless my wife for varying up what I consume because any anytime she's away, anytime it's up to me what we want to eat, it's 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 chicken, uh, roasted, fried. Chicken sandwich, chicken nuggets. Are you a chicken, chicken joy boy? Chicken joy, chicken makdo, which is wildly underrated. They're not paying for this. Chicken joy is great. We all know this. But chicken makdo is wildly underrated. It's getting close. It's getting close. Um, well, I, I don't care what kind of chicken it is. Um, lechon manok is my absolute favorite. Or uh, what's, what's your go-to lechon manok off the street? Ah, so 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 there is a, an ongoing battle between whether andoks. Or baliwag is Correct. king. Correct. Yeah, that's been going on for decades. That's right. Decades yan. Andox versus uh-huh. baliwag. Uh, Chooks to go is new. Chooks to go is not bad. But it does not evoke the emotion and the memories of my childhood the way andox and baliwag does. It fluctuates every now and then. Uh, every year or so it might change for me. But currently right now, baliwag is king. Okay. I'm going to go with baliwag as well. Yeah, bal- bal- baliwag. You, you can't touch. You can't touch baliwag for me. Those are those are ten things. Um, and this is obviously by the time you guys listen to this, it would be a much more um, consumer friendly runtime. I wonder um, what the drop is... off will be <laughs> at, at the two hour and fifteen mark. <laughs> ah, this is by far the longest recording we've done. Sorry, and Toby. By far the most. The most fun I've had. I um, had so much fun, man. I this is the first time I've, yeah, one of the few times I've been on a pod, talaga. Like, like, just me. It's it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah, no, this it, is. It's uh, easier than I thought. It is. It is. When, you, when, when, you when you're comfortable, it, with, when you're comfortable you made it with people. Easy for me. That's nice. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, who knows? Maybe maybe this should be a thing. <laughs> Maybe this should be it. Maybe Jason comes by every month and we just talk about um, who's going to guard the best guy on the opposing team in playoff time for the Brooklyn Nets. We got to get back. We got to go back. Please, finals, Lakers, Brooklyn, if that, if that lofty expectations tempering them. But we, we'll, what, we, what we'll do is we'll get tested, both of us. We'll, we'll sit in a room. We'll watch the game. It's just the two of us. And we'll try to remain friends afterwards. We will. Throughout. We will remain but we'll friends. Re- but we'll record it and then um, and then uh, may the Lord bless us. Jay, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, people, make sure that you guys um, follow Jason McBano on social media because as much as he says he won't check, he will as soon as he wakes up. 
That's the Call to Arms podcast. Thanks a lot, Jay. I appreciate it. I want a million lives. I want a billion profits when all that I got is a villainous mind. I keep a real in the pocket while you hear the venomous lies. I do not speak like a prophet because I got a million styles. Let's see what's really inside. Pulling over in the whip. Flying out another trip.